2: It's showtime, folks! Enjoy the show.
0: Dear Bad, you are a funny guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're gonna go there. We're gonna pick on Andy while he's not here.
0: Who has not the who of uh, people of a certain age? Steve, come on. Who yes. has not heard of Homestar Runner? Can we get that out of the way? Uh, uh, Andy Nelson is one. <laughs> he's not here, and therefore he must be ridiculed mercilessly. <laughs>
2: uh man that took me back oh yeah i i remember i was teaching high school and one of my students was hanging out after after school I, I just you know waiting for his ride or something he was like oh mr sarman you gotta you gotta see this it's like the funniest thing ever and he showed me the strong bad email with trevor the vampire <laughs> and that was my introduction to, to homestar runner and it just never turned back since then Two years ago, they posted on their
0: YouTube page. um, It was an updated Homestar with, uh, it was called The Death of Flash, I think. Oh, yeah. And it was all about what they're gonna do because Flash is dead. And (laughs) so they're talking and elements of the Flash interface builder start falling from the top (laughs) of the screen. (laughs) Uh, It's good. I I made a joke. in in Slack that we were going to talk about Homestar Runner and Ask a Ninja. But what I didn't realize, I still actually, I have my Ask a Ninja t-shirt. I'm wearing it this morning.
2: (laughs) That was another blast from the past. I was like,
0: oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I met those guys at the New Media Expo some 12 years ago in Long Beach. And uh, you know what? They're not ninjas, as it turns out. (laughs) Not at all. It's
2: all just a sham. It's just a it's facade.
0: A, it is. It's a total scam. I,
2: imagine that on the they're, internet, somebody posing as someone that they're
0: not. I am. I was disappointed to hear that there is, in fact, no ninternship program. Oh, that that was only survived, uh, I think, by Ben Franklin and Joan of Arc. <laughs> um, how's your uh, How's your moving going week?
2: You see anything good? Oh, let's see. This week, well, uh, so I watched, you know, First Contact. You know, trying to just get caught up on my my trek, and that is one of my favorites of yeah. uh, of all of them. And so I had to had to listen through and, and have Andy just you know destroy my memories of that. So I had to go back and verify. No, no, no. I still really enjoy that film. It's I think my favorite of the next gen <laughs> films. And I watched it, and I'm like, no i I have no quibbles. <laughs> there are no co-
0: the line must be drawn <laughs> here here yes, uh, the- Okay. okay we were probably too hard on it. Is that what you're saying just generally no
2: no no i mean there's you have to take it for what it is and yes there's little some little story issues and but it's can you let it go and just have fun sure and that's what that film's supposed to be
0: i can but i found myself so bored on earth Oh, I wanted well, to get yeah. back to the Enterprise every yeah. time they cut yeah. away.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. So so there's that. And then yeah. uh, I'm, I'm trying to squeeze in uh, Blade Runner. I've got the director's cut. Wait, why Exactly. He's a Webwick weekend.
0: He's a web weekend.
2: <laughs> See, now that, that needs to be, you know, when... The new one comes out on Blu-ray and everything. There needs to be a Homestar, like Blade Runner, you know, parody that the Brothers Japs had put together with, like, <laughs> yeah. Strong Bad. And I could just see Strong Sad there, you know, in the, in the Emmett <laughs> Walsh role from Blade Runner.
0: Oh, please, please make this an extra.
2: So I've never seen the director's cut, which is the Ridley Scott director's cut cut version uh so i'm going to try and squeeze that in this weekend because the new one's coming out and i'm i'm torn you know about trailers and i'm now also torn about those little shorts that they're yeah, releasing. i imagine of. these shorts are driving you crazy so i i you know think well they're they're part of the story and that goes back to they did similar yep. things with uh alien covenant and i think there was some really interesting backstory and character pieces that isn't going to ruin the movie for me. It's going to help establish the world. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to delve into those, which is fine because I don't think it'll spoil the movie or give much away, but will help sort of frame the story when I get to it. So
0: yeah, I haven't seen the second one just came out. I think this week I haven't seen the first one
2: or I've seen the first one and I liked it. It was,
0: it was good. But the second one I I haven't seen yet.
2: So that, and then of course I've got to run out this afternoon and see Kingsman. Oh yeah. We're two for today.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh your memory of Kingsman uh, was was very positive the first one. Oh,
2: yes. I watched it just a couple months ago. So, yeah. with uh with uh one of my kids. So, but you <laughs> know. Yes. That's, you know, older and, you know, of an age where it's somewhat more appropriate.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to live that down.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, no, I just forgot how much fun that is. And yeah. so I'm really, really looking forward to where they go with this story because I think they just set such a, a solid foundation to build that franchise on and to just see them start to expand that world. I'm really looking forward to that. So that's sort of what I've got in the works. Um, oh, and then uh, if you haven't seen it, you, you need to watch American Vandal on Netflix. Oh, yeah yes i have not seen it yet but i've I, I actually i saw
0: you post about that uh in the the slack group and it's, it, it's definitely on my list
2: it, it starts off as just ridiculous and then slowly over time it, i got sucked into the story and by like the last three episodes this thing has gotten like kind of serious and heavy because it starts off as just this ridiculous you know parody of things like serial and making a murderer in a high school but then somehow the writers they just it's like they're channeling John Hughes because you think of like the breakfast club starts off silly and by the time they're sitting around talking about why they're there it is like this serious heavy teen drama and this takes a similar path so I was really impressed with how they captured that transition and as I was watching the first episode one of my Daughters walked past and there's a scene where they're sort of setting up everything and there's screenshots of like Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff. And she looked at, she's like, well, yeah, that's exactly what high school kids would do with that on Instagram and Snapchat. So I've got verification from an actual high school student that (laughs) this this looks like a (laughs) realistic thing compared to what teens would do on social media with uh, with vandalism like that. So definitely uh, caught me off guard. I thought, I just want to watch something light and fun for a laugh. And then, I think it binged it over two days. Um, really? So yeah. Just had a tremendous time with it. So, really looking forward to uh, seeing wh- if they're going to do a second season, where they're going to go.
0: Let's see. I, I rewatched uh, Logan. You know, all the, um, you know, we were talking uh, about all the iTunes updates. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week And Logan is one of those that was updated to 4K HDR. And so I uh, I, I watched that as, as intended to be. Uh, and, and it, oh, man, I still adore that movie. It really I mean, it just hasn't been that long, but it just so holds up.
2: Now, did you watch Logan or Logan
0: Noir? You know, I watched a little bit of Logan Noir. I okay. I watched Logan Noir when they updated the iTunes extra with it okay. some months back. I actually, I'm, I did that one. I think actually was released I with think Logan it, Noir. Yeah, I think it, did. it was, yeah. it was Mad Max that, that, um, yes, that actually was updated later. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, which is equally fantastic. I, I actually I love these black and white people are. I, I think there's I don't know why there's you know negative. Um, there's there's negative mojo around these black and white conversions, but I really enjoy them.
2: Well, especially when it's the director you know that's yeah. involved in that process, and and it's not. You know, I I think particularly in the case with Logan, it wasn't a case of like a cash grab. You know, people could have made that argument with Mad Max of like, oh, it's released, you know, on video. And now, oh, you know, a month or two later, hey, now there's the black and chrome version. So drop some more money for that, which is why I'm so appreciative of Apple and iTunes and what they do of just sort of like repackaging, just like, oh, well, you already own the movie here. We're going to put that in there for you. You're not having to pay more for those bonus features that have now become available or the the updates to, to 4K. So... When people, you know, I, I'm i a big proponent of buying things digitally, and so that's one of the reasons why I keep pushing them. Like, you buy the movie once, and you get, you yeah. keep, it's the gift that keeps giving.
0: It, it does, and I love these little, just these little reminders, because
2: yeah. I'm looking at their list of
0: 4K movies. I need to watch that again. That's a fantastic movie. Uh, so I'm really enjoying it. They They don't let you... Uh, download 4K that you can only stream. Did you know that? Oh, it's through the Apple TV, right? Yeah, I
2: mean, for no. Apple TV,
0: for anywhere. I mean, okay. uh, if you if you have a 4K display, it detects a 4K display, it will only oh, okay. stream it, which I think is fine. I don't want to store a bunch of 4K things no. either. I'm pretty sure that's part of the deal uh, around, you know, copyright and the deal oh. around not paying more. Yeah. and uh, So anyway, but i very much enjoying that experience we got a a little bit of follow-up scott colin wrote us in and and wrote us a um, uh, a nice message about star trek the motion picture uh, that he just finished listening to the podcast and he was just so glad that we talked about how good the movie was i always felt that this was a very underrated star trek movie yes it's a long tv episode but felt in the end it delivered. I remembered spending time with my aunt's house and watching it every day. I always say I enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, which is very kind, Scott Cullen. Thank you for writing us uh, and, and saying that. And, and I actually think that movie is less of an extended TV episode, certainly than the movies that we're getting into uh, in the series.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's the, that's the challenge when adapting a TV show to a film of what is it that's the draw those and it's like well if the tv show was so successful what what is a slightly bigger story that we could tell that we couldn't constrain to 40 you know two minutes on tv and let's just tell a slightly larger story and i think that uh you know this was 20 years ago that what first contact came out so it just there was a genre films didn't have sort of the status that they have now i mean you look at you know when you have something like it just dominating the box office the way it is and just the whole trend with with Marvel and what they're doing. I think there may. Yeah, well, and I think, well, we'll see when you get into the newer Trek films of, you know, changes that occur in, in story and, and how they're telling those stories now. Well, uh, yeah. Spoiler. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like them a lot. Well, anything's um, better with Cumberbatch. I mean, he's, he's like the bacon of films. You just put a little Cumberbatch in there and it's it's better. And it's better. Yes, it is. That's right.
0: Yeah. Can we talk about it for a minute? Sure. I still just. haven't seen it. But oh. you sent
2: me a Twitter
0: account that uh, delights me. Is that actually in the movie or, yes, or is that it. something
2: that oh, no, no, that's, that is a CG? Oh no, no, that's that's in the that's in the movie. That's a scene from when the 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 Losers Club, you know, get down to sort of Pennywise's, you know, main, you know, place under the tunnels there and so he's uh, sort of taunting and tormenting them.
0: Can you can you set up the Twitter account though?
2: <laughs> so, so in this scene, it's uh, the the Losers Club are are down there, and there's a scene where there's like a looks like a carnival stage, and the curtain drops, and there's Pennywise dancing. So this Twitter account, which is Pennywise dancing, is basically <laughs> they've gone through and. and Sort of captured the rhythm of his movements and found songs across all decades and genres that will just sync up to that perfectly. So you've got Taylor Swift "Shake It Off," you've got "Aha," "Take On Me," and just this horrific Pennywise the Dancing Clown dancing to your favorite pop for your favorite pop ditties uh, is just <laughs> and <laughs> Numa Numa and the Macarena <laughs> and Anna, which
0: I think is uh, like a uh, a Hindi song. <laughs> Uh, this is amazing. It's amazing. You are you are so subdued as you describe this thing. But it's every. I want to watch every one of them. There are only twelve thousand followers on this account, which is ridiculous. You think that this is going to not be. This is going to be something that's going to get old. It doesn't. Oh, no. It doesn't get old.
2: More people need to be exposed oh. to Pennywise Dancers. <laughs> yes. It's, so it's at Pennywise <laughs> underscore dance. And uh, yeah, they just keep adding them. To, and the account is only just, I think, a, maybe a little over a week old. I mean, you've got <laughs> such great hits as Come On Eileen, The Hamster Dance, Cotton Eye Joe, all, oh, just God. all your favorite hits accompanied by uh, Pennywise. Dancing. Thomas the Tank <laughs> Engine. Thomas
0: the Tank Engine. <laughs> yes, that was a little eerie,
2: but yeah, it's, but
0: it's it's the same clip, yes. like same clip. And even if
2: I haven't seen the movie. I still adore this. I adore it. It's one of those internet wormholes that just sucks you in, and the next thing you yeah. know, your afternoon is gone. Yep.
0: Yep. 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 That is what happened. Link in the show notes. All right. Um, can we should, should, let's talk a little bit about the numbers though, leading into it. Boy, is this ever a great segue. Uh, what is going on with the box office? It has just dom. I did not see this com- coming. The, the domination of it. No, it's. I thought that this was going to be a, a middling to fair Stephen King thing, and it his it, It's hit uh, uh, 223 million uh, in the box office for uh, as we're leading toward the end of September here. Yeah, it's. It's uh, just.
2: It's we've done the like box office done a complete 180 from having like the worst August in you know yeah. decades to now on track for a record September of of all time well, since they've been tracking yeah. so i mean you know it maintaining that and then i think this weekend the other two contributing factors everyone's looking at is kingsman and then you've got the lego lego ninjago movie um yeah. so i think you've got your two audiences right there that are going to Come out for those titles and just pack the box office this weekend. So,
0: well, and, and the number of people are going to see both those movies, yes. the crossover, because we know that Kingsman is a great parent and child film. <laughs> so the crossover is rich. Well, I, we, we know that uh,
2: JJ was going to go see both of them this weekend, and I just yeah, had to make yeah. sure that he knew which one to take his kids to. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he doesn't. He does not. Uh, it looks like the, the peak in the last, I don't know, since 2005, the high was 2015. That was the record month of September. Uh, and we are trailing 158 million behind that pace because of, you know, other factors. But the fact that we are even in striking distance of that pace is it. Uh, and, uh, and And check it, like, Sully was the big movie last year uh, and it had only hit 99 million. Uh, this? Oh yeah.
2: Time. Well in that record year it was Hotel Transylvania, Hotel Transylvania. 2 with only 55 yeah. million. So I think it was just distributed amongst, you know, a, a, a lot, lot, of lot of movies that were really strong back then. But I think, you know, it is, is helping lift that up. And I, I think we'll see some really big numbers this weekend to, to finish off the month. So.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Um, I I can't believe I still haven't been able to get out to well, see it. You're, but, um, you,
2: well, yeah, I you you subjected yourself to the Dark Tower, so you know you're gonna throw your money behind that Stephen King property and not it.
0: I know it's it's not that I oh, I know Steve
2: I know. <sighs> well, it, it, I think mean? what's interesting is that it's it I think it's maybe leading the charge for a resurgence in interest in stephen king properties because we had andy's trailer a couple weeks ago of gerald's game and I'm, I'm still eagerly awaiting any additional information about the hulu series castle rock to see what that's going to turn into what that really looks like so i think it's just this is just sort of amping everybody up for some really good quality stephen king material
0: yeah yeah absolutely um and and you know i was i uh, my trailer today if we're going to move into sure. trailers my trailer today was uh I'm, I'm i'm thinking about this next stephen king thing which i i can't believe this guy's on such a roll right now we're in another uh another uh, upswing of stephen Qu- king stuff uh which is the trailer for 1922 based on a novella i have not read i have not either it's not a
2: title that i was familiar with
0: uh it is the story of a, a a proud rancher according to imdb a simple yet proud rancher in the year 1922 conspires to murder his wife for financial gain convincing his teenage son to participate uh and and i'm really torn about this uh this film about this trailer in particular. It it's coming directly to Netflix uh, Netflix got the the distribution here in the United States at least and uh, it stars uh, Thomas Jane uh, Molly Parker and uh, Neil McDonough yay Neil <laughs> McDonough uh, Brian Darcy James and Dylan Schmidt um, it is I I felt like the this is two trailers or, or oh, maybe yeah. that this this yeah. felt even more like a trailer uh, for a series. That was coming to Netflix, not just a movie, um, and they gave an awful lot of away. Like you could, you could feel like these were they were giving a few moments from uh, a number of episodes. Yes. I don't know that that worked to the trailer's strength.
2: Yeah, I, I was since it wasn't a title I was familiar with, it. so we get this you know rural, uh, you know Nebraska setting in 1922, and we've got some voiceover narration, you know, and so we get the sense that there's this tension in the family, and he's just a he's a man of the land, and uh, his his wife is fed up with it. And I thought, okay, so this is this is the more rooted in reality. Stephen King. It's going to play out the sort of the terror of maybe like domestic violence or something like that. And then it shifts and becomes, goes full on like weird supernatural Stephen King with mysterious and haunting things happening. And it, it does feel like two, two parts of the whole, but I you know, wasn't familiar with the story. So I looked into this and it's, it's part of a collection of four novellas in the, uh, in full dark, no stars, which I'm not familiar with. That was from, from 2010 uh, but in Wikipedia, this is, you know, Stephen King likes to keep his, his universe intact. And so what's interesting, I guess, is it takes place in, it's set in Hemingford home, which is home to mother Abigail from the stand. And Ben Hanscom as an adult from it is the, that's the town where he lives. So he's, he's got his, he's got dairy out East and he's got Hemingford home, yeah. uh, in Nebraska, but the collection itself was nominated for a Bram Stoker award. Uh, oh, it won the Bram Stoker Award and was nominated 2007 uh, British Fantasy Award for Best Collection. So some quality King novellas that I just wasn't, it wasn't on my radar. Uh, so something I may have to, to delve into, take a look at, uh, at what he's doing uh, with these novellas.
0: I think so. I think the the turn in the middle of the trailer from, you know, uh, brooding Nebraska farm story uh, to supernatural story is... Great, actually. I mean, I think it's it is it it was a huge surprise in terms of the narrative arc of the trailer. It was a huge surprise when he, you know, when he actually tells you, "This is the story you're about to see," and I'm this is this is going to be a thing where I, uh, you know, I've decided to kill my wife. Um, I thought that was fantastic. Uh, I, I just feel like from there. Uh, they they gave up an awful lot, and and I I wonder what their what their strategy was behind that showing so much yeah. of the supernatural, show so many of the rats and all that stuff that that feels like would have been better introduced. Um, in the in the film, but again, one of the things you know, Andy and I have been talking about in in our sort of frustrating conversations around um, trailers is you, you know uh, these the notes the studio heads are sending back uh, you know when these uh, trailers are cut and and the you know when the director says don't give that away but the studio heads are saying oh well that's going to yeah. sell that's going to get people to to stream that's going to get people to watch so yep we're going to put that in there and you don't really have choice. <laughs> Um, so, and, and that's always a surprise to me is, is the disconnect between the creators of the movie and the creators of the trailer, uh, that it's always such a surprise when, when a creator actually is able
2: to, uh, have sway over the trailer. Yeah. And I guess that's, you know, gets to sort of ownership of the property and what that, you know, theatrical experience is going to be like, because I think there's some films where. Yeah, the more you can throw as much Transformers stuff out there, and I don't know that that's ever going to diminish or take away from your experience in the theater, but there's others where you have something that's a little bit more psychological. You've got twists going on, which is why I you know, just avoid trailers so much. It just gives away yeah. sometimes so much, and I know it. I like that thrill of discovery on some of these journeys to let that filmmaker take me on, you know, just lead me down this path that they want to take me and sort of hand over right. all control to them without, you know, I, I haven't been tipped off by big, you know, signposts along the way of like, oh, by the way, you might recall this is what's coming up to prep me for, you know, what's going on. I go in blind, and so yeah, that's the, that's the challenge of of that. But I also understand the need for a property that's just not as high profile. This isn't a title, like you know, I wasn't aware of it, and. You know, trailer to have to get me in there because, you know, particularly with Stephen King, some of his, you know, you know, film adaptations have not been quality. So, oh, here's another Stephen King thing. Great. Okay. Is this worth my time? Yeah. They got to, you know, get the hooks into you. And I think this one, they maybe went a little bit too far, but... If I hadn't seen the Supernatural piece, I don't know that it would have been high on my radar because I don't know if, uh, you know, early 20th century rural domestic, you know, family drama was something that would be high on my watch list.
0: (laughs) Oh, you don't think? Uh, Well, this one hits uh, the the only release I have. It it hit Fantastic Fest September 23rd already. uh, And then, wait a minute. Is that already? That's today as we record this already it's this morning but nobody has seen it that's why it has <laughs> zero stars on imdb uh, as we record this it opens uh, on internet on october 20th okay that's it that's my trailer what's yours i don't even know what yours is <laughs> you don't know i'm coming at this totally blind did yes, you even I did, post last it last night wait I did i know. watch it
2: did, are, are <laughs> what, you interested in ridley scott's next venture
0: Oh, all the, okay. All the money yeah. in
2: the world. The story of the kidnapping of sixteen-year-old John Paul Getty III, and the attempt by his mother to convince his billionaire grandfather, her her father-in-law, to pay the ransom. And uh, this was one that I, you know, caught my eye because of Ridley Scott's name. Uh, I yeah. think it's interesting when he he's one of those filmmakers who go from you know the science fiction to you know these you know sort of like. Real life dramas and Michelle Williams, Mark Wahlberg, and Kevin Spacey as as Getty, you know the billionaire. I, yeah. t- I was you know sort of like the big reveal at the end of the trailer. But I'm intrigued because this isn't a story that I'm really familiar with or that aware of. So I walking into this sort story sort of blind. I think. Getty's an interesting figure in American history. And I think this just looked like, a look at what's going on in terms of family, politics, and power, and what that does to people and how it impacts their sort of family dynamics. Uh, so, you know, M- Michelle Williams, you know, there's a point where, you know, she's talking to a reporter, or, you know, one of Getty's, you know, secretaries. Of she's like, you know, like, I'm not a Getty. She's a Getty by marriage. So she doesn't have that, That status, she's married into it, and so she doesn't have that pull, you know, with her her father in law to get things done. Uh, She's sort of seen as an outsider. So I think just sort of class and society looks interesting to me. And I know Ridley Scott can, you know, is is hit or miss, but this is one that I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on and uh, let him tell me the story.
0: Michelle Williams is one of those actresses that. it kind of kind of confounds me. I never know what I'm what I'm going to get when I when I watch one of her movies and I'm generally surprised uh because you know, I grew up uh, you know or I, I sort of grew up with her as Dawson's Creek and that that's not uh you know that's not a great <laughs> thing to base a career yeah. uh, on. <laughs> and and so every time I see her I feel like I'm I'm meeting her anew uh and and we've talked about a couple of of her oh, yeah. films and they're great i mean there's they're, they, she does great work uh i am very excited to see her in this kind of a movie which feels like possibly um the the biggest that she's done so far is that arguable no i th- i don't know shutter island you know, does that count you know. uh my week with Marilyn was i mean she that was a terrific film i just don't feel no, like and it i was, think in shutter was,
2: island it was it was really a dicaprio vehicle and whereas this yeah. is is really setting her up as you know sort of the lead you know carrying this film out. but even you know like manchester by the sea which you know amazing performance you know sort of a a secondary character, I mean, an important and crucial character, but in terms of screen time and all that, uh, I think this is, yeah, the biggest film that she's going to be carrying. I mean, she's she's done smaller films yeah. like Wendy and Lucy that was all her, uh, which I th- oh, yeah. it was all her. But but yeah. then I go back yeah. to Marilyn Monroe. Oh yeah, I mean, I, did no, you I did, see I did
0: my week with Marilyn? That. I mean, it, it was it, it's her performance as Marilyn was terrific. I just don't think as I I don't think it's it was as big True. as this is yes. going to be. Uh, and, and so I'm really looking forward to see her in, in this. And it it seems like even less of a, a sort of character, yeah. you know, piece than Marilyn. And, and, um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Um, I, I think it looks great. I don't, where do you stand on the spacey yeah, that, look? I don't, well, we, we talked about that with the Woody Harrelson LBJ thing of like, is it necessary to just, you know, bury a performer yeah. and, and all that, you know, prosthetics to, to create an accurate portrayal or historical, you know, look of, of someone. So I we will see because I, I, he's unrecognizable. It's, it's almost like the, the Gary Oldman Winston Churchill thing where you're like, I don't even recognize this guy in here. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard tremendous things about Gary Oldman's performance and Kevin Spacey has that, you know, potential in him to deliver just one of these really, truly powerful performances. And, and because I think maybe in this case it's a benefit because I'm not going to look at that and go, oh, it's Kevin Spacey doing his Kevin Spacey thing like he did in Baby Driver. he really transforming himself to become, you know, Getty. And I think that's what I'm hoping for, that I'm not going to get Kevin Spacey. Yeah. I'm going to get, you know, another person. Now, I'm, I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. When does it hit? That's uh, right. December 8th is uh, in, in theater so you know right there sort of in the sweet spot for oscar you know considerations in between the whole thanksgiving and christmas let's let's pack the theaters with all these uh quality award films so i'm hoping this one doesn't get lost in the mix because I, I think there's some some great potential here but we'll see it wasn't yeah. anything that well was it's on a my funny radar.
0: narrative too because i i feel like yeah. you know sometimes there are huge stories in the world that just miss you and, and yeah. this was one that I just, I don't know anything about. Nothing. So Nothing, yeah. uh, I'm looking forward exactly. to it. All right. Um, and I, I can't believe that, I, I know if Andy were here, he would probably have chosen the trailer for Isle of Dogs. Uh, Wes Anderson's oh. latest. Honestly, one of <laughs> yeah. us probably should have chosen that. It, that's going to be a bonus trailer, but go watch Isle of Dogs. It's, it's fantastic. You're not commenting. I'm assuming you either haven't seen it or don't like it.
2: I am mixed because I did not love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, me neither. So I'm I'm torn. And so this is one, and my trailer rule applied, I think, to this one where it's one that I will probably go see, uh, particularly since my oldest wants to be a veterinarian and loves dogs. So dog-related films are usually, you know, right up there. And I I wanted to go into, because of my bad reaction to Fantastic Mr. Fox. I thought, well, let me go in blind this one because uh, I've seen some screen captures, and I mean, looks good, you know, has a nice, you know, style to it, but story-wise, I'll, I'll just, I'll go in blind and, and see where, where Mr. Well, Anderson and takes Well, And that's why I want to bring
0: I, up this trailer in particular because like almost yeah. every
2: shot from this trailer is a perfect center
0: balance shot, and and it, it is well, totally his, his thing. thing. But yeah. I just, it, it just looks so darn good. I mean, watch it with the volume down, right? uh it, yeah it's it's really okay. a lovely uh lovely little visual treat I, you know come on man i just got a dog <laughs>
2: yes leave me alone well. <laughs> oh well, now it's, all, it's out. fine it's all sure, out. Can, that's convincing yeah. yeah there <laughs> we go it's my big case
0: well uh, now Pete I bought a dog I please watch this trailer trailer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay uh, let's let's talk about lists, shall we? Uh, now okay. we Andy is not here, but if I recall, and these these are the notes that I took for for this uh, for this particular list, yeah. and I think I've already broken the rule as I read this, but the rules as set up by the good Andy Nelson best alien first contact movies in which the alien race comes to earth and does not include indigenous people's first contact experiences or experiences in which humans meet new races on other planets and may or may not be required to happen in Montana. (laughs) I think that captures it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, where would you like to start? What's your what's your uh, what's your
2: number three pick? My number three pick. Okay, so I'm I'm sort of thankful that Andy's not here because I had the feeling we were going to have a lot of overlap based on what I know are some of his favorite films and some things that he's yeah. watched recently. So I, I was I sort of felt freed up. I was like, oh, I don't have to have some backups on this one. I don't have to because I I'm starting off with John Carpenter's Starman. Oh man, from. From 1984 and it's, it's been a while since I've seen it, but just, you know, one of those science fiction movies that doesn't look like really a science fiction movie. It's an alien movie without really any aliens. Cause you've got, you know, Jeff Bridges who is, uh, and, and Karen Allen and just a basic straightforward, you know, sort of fish out of water story because he's an alien. Um, but he's the fact that he's taken on the form of her husband. Uh, creates an interesting you know dynamic between the two and then it's sort of a road trip and so when I thought about first contact and just encounters with aliens this was when I thought tends to get overlooked tends to get forgotten and but just every time I see it I go yeah this is such a great story this is such a great film and it's one of those for me you know when I first saw it in the 80s you know John Carpenter was the guy that did Escape from New York and Halloween and so this was such a, and the thing, this was so not those things, because it's just really about the humanity in these characters. Red means stop. Green means go.
0: Yellow means go very fast.
2: You have already <laughs> yes.
0: forced me to go to my backup picks. We overlap on our number threes, Steve. <laughs> oh, oh, awesome.
2: I, awesome. Uh, I am
0: often uh, misinterpreted for making fun of this movie. I love this movie. Uh, I quote it. I Jeff Bridges uh, is just wonderful. This is a terrific pick, and I have a feeling it's one that's aged just enough that a lot of people haven't seen
2: it, and it's totally yeah. worth seeing. It's yeah. charming. It's great. There's nothing else to be seen. Yeah. Just this is one. If you haven't seen it, go watch it right now. I mean, it's just you're you're gonna have a great time with this, and because it, it's not the first contact movie that you think, because it isn't about global politics. It's about personal. Yeah. Stories, That's right? Uh,
0: okay, my first pick uh, is from 2009, a little bit more recent. Uh, and it is, I picked this movie because it it shows us a first contact I experience that is like something I've never seen before. Uh, and that is Neil Blomkamp's uh, District 9. Um, extraterrestrial race forced to live in, a, in slum-like conditions on earth, suddenly finds a kindred spirit in a government agent who's exposed to their biotechnology, um, I, I I really in, enjoyed this film because of uh, the way that it it actually uh, took on this sort of first contact experience and made it something that is uh, both sort of pedestrian and uh, uh, classist and, uh, racist and like it, it captures so many of these incredibly culturally resonant themes, uh, all in, in the relationship between the sort of modern military and, um, and, and, you know, the, the slums. And I, I found it, you know, it's, it's gross, it's, uh, energetic, it's, uh, exhilarating and really depressing. And, and I found myself, uh, <laughs> I found myself really moved by it, uh, and surprisingly so.
2: Oh yeah, how can you not be moved by this film? Because it's, as I recall, it starts off with sort of a documentary yeah. style to sort of set everything up, and it's. I was just this was one where I was just blown away by the effects work because it is it is so gritty and dirty, and you've got these alien ships, but it's it's not shiny futuristic space. It's so rooted in the problems of Earth today. And, and to take on those issues of sort of like segregation, it, it was, had so much that it was saying and just did it so well that this was, uh, oh yeah, I'm so glad you've got this one on the list because it's, uh, a film that I, I I'm waiting for, for Neil Blomkamp to, to, to have something, you know, to follow up of this caliber. I'm real, cause he, he just, you know, set a high bar for himself. He did. And he, I think he's, he's, he's had one. a hard
0: time, um. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I am looking forward to the as yet announced untitled Neil Blomkamp Alien Project. I, who knows what that means? IMDb, nobody knows yeah. what that means. But since District 9, you know, I mean, Elysium, Chappie, um, Zygote, Lima, these the shorts that he's done. Um, but I'm uh, nothing has,
2: has sort of met the bar of uh, District 9. What's your next one? All right. And I guess, well, I guess it still falls within the rules because it is it is technically, I think, here on Earth, <laughs> depending on how you view the story and what happens at the end. I'm talking about Contact with oh, Jodie Foster. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because it's such a great film. This is like one of my, this is another one of my like perfect films because it's just one that I just, so close to my heart because it's, again, an interesting story about first contact, but again, another you know, and this is what I love about science fiction: you can tackle these you know issues like science and faith, and the the conversations between them, and how you reconcile them with each other. And so, Jodie Foster, and Matthew McConaughey, and the conversations they have, um, just a you know great story. The the novel, based on the novel from Carl Sagan, which is a, a great read. If you love the movie, go. It's a big fat paperback go spend some time getting through it because it does so much uh gets so much deeper as it can but this is just a story that I, I love about you know when you really believe in something and it, it makes an impact on your life and here it is you know first contact with a sort of extraterrestrial species.
0: Well, you're making us, uh, you're making me go to my bucket list again, Steve. This is my number two as well. I think uh, it, it was such a surprise uh, for this film, I, and I, it was only reading up on it this week. Uh, that I learned that George Miller of Mad Max fame was uh, originally set to direct and actually was fired by Warner Brothers and it caused a big old lawsuit. And and uh, th- this wow. would have been a very different movie. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I'm, I say that sort of, uh, you know, half in jest, but you know, I I, I think he's a much more sensitive director to in, in, inject uh, actual uh, post-apocalyptic wasteland into contact, but uh, <laughs> but it would have been a very different film. And, uh, oh, and yeah. in fact, robert zemeckis this is a very different film than i would have expected from robert zemeckis and so uh in in that regard it makes it a a real treat this is uh where i i just uh this is where i I started to like uh, matthew mcconaughey and my relationship with matthew mcconaughey has has been quite a roller coaster but this was a very high period (laughs) for his his portrayal of the uh the modern reverend Uh, uh it was it was great what a great pick I think you I, I don't know. Does a wormhole count? Because the question is,
2: does she yeah, leave Earth?
0: That is the question.
2: So I so I, I I may be riding the line on that, but I'll But did she make
0: contact
2: her. on Earth? Yeah. I, I don't know. know. I, I don't All right. care. <laughs> I mean, it's such a great film. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: uh, I'm I'm going to the to the uh, I'm going to the bucket here and I'm <laughs> Okay <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, a team of commandos. You know, it starts well here team of commandos is on a mission in a central american jungle steve and they find themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior (laughs) (laughs) that's right john mctiernan's predator 1987 starring uh, arnold schwarzenegger and carl weathers uh along with uh, jesse ventura governor jesse Uh, Sonny Landham, Shane Black as Hawkins. I mean, this is is a who's who of awesome alien first contact. (laughs) And and it it involves no diplomacy. Uh, it, It involves no negotiation, no take me to your leader. This is straight up hunting party. And I was blown away when I saw this movie blown away steve i don't remember how old i was like 15 or something like that but it, yeah. it was uh it was amazing i wanted nothing more than uh to to be this and i i you know my my friends and i went and we built the machines you know because he had that it was kind it wasn't quite the wolverine claw thing it was the two spikes oh, coming yeah. out of his fist we yeah. built that with like hangers and springs <laughs> uh we we had the full mask uh a spray-painted cardboard mask it was amazing We were just amazing young people, truly. Uh, But the movie was also good. Uh, How'd this one uh, stand up for you? No,
2: this is this is one of those that just yeah, and you know Arnold was just sort of cranking out these action movies in the you know eighties. But this is one that always sort of stands above the rest. Uh, I mean, alongside I think like Terminator, of just a really well done film that's more than just sort of like your. B-grade, you know, action monster, you know, blood and gore movie. This one did some really interesting things, uh, you know, and, and John McTiernan, you know. And John McTiernan. That's, you know, you know what, what else can you say? It, it's just so much fun. And it, what bothers me the most is this is the franchise they just have not figured out how to sort of reboot, restart, or, or keep going. There have just been sort of these there's been a sequel you've got the alien versus predators and so i'm just waiting because there is the predator which is coming in 2018 uh, so we'll see you know this is shane black yeah. sort of going going back to you know the source material i guess and and you know we love shane black so i'm i'm really excited to see where he goes and i think the source material you know merits this it, we need more predator movies we need more good quality because it's so much fun
0: yeah yeah i'm i am i'm i'm excited about it i mean you look at the cast for the predator and i don't want to get too off uh, off topic here but y- yvonne Strovsky, uh, who uh, you just can't help but fall in love with from chuck uh oh, she's yes. wonderful olivia munn uh who knows what they're gonna do with her i she could use a really strong role um, because I think she's she's capable of it, and I've absolutely adored her TV work. Um, she was fantastic in Newsroom. Um, Boyd Holbrook, Alfie Allen, uh, Thomas Jane, uh, again, we just mentioned Thomas Jane from 1922. Edward James Olmos is in this. Jacob Tremblay oh. is in this. Uh, unfortunately, he's locked in a room the whole time. You never actually <laughs> see him. Um <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. Keegan Michael Key is in this. Sterling Brown. I mean, I I think it's a it, yeah. it's a fantastic cast. So in terms of having the raw material and an incredible mm-hmm. universe, mm-hmm. um, I I'm looking forward to it, but I'm
2: very nervous. Yes, well, that's because you've got you know you've got Predator that you know as you know a teenager seeing that yeah. it's just yeah that, that's one that just you know. You you hold on to your inner teenager right. and just the love that you have for those. Go shows. for the
0: ride. Yeah. All right, yep. what's your number one? we're going to over we'll are we going to overlap again? We'll, we'll see. I have a feeling this we I are. Was,
2: I we I was really torn on this, so I'll, I'll tell you, I have a secondary list okay. that I had to just set aside to, to talk about because. I have to explain why one film isn't on my list right now. So number one, I have to go with Arrival.
0: Steve, everyone, this are, is are, are the we, lesson we, is
2: Steve. You never get to go first again. <laughs> See, no, this is this again. See, this is the home star thing. You and me, like minded. Andy, he's just Not so much. Andy over there. No, this because yes, no. I'm glad we're on the same page because this was one where I had you know, heard about this film coming out. I, you know, really enjoyed, you know, Denny's work on prisoners. And so when I heard that, you know, in Sicario, and so when I heard this was coming and it was based on a short story, I said, okay, I got to go find this short story and read it. And I read it and said, I have no idea how you can make this into a feature length film. How, what the heck th- th- what are they doing? This is going to be a disaster. And I saw oh, you got Amy Adams and um, Hawkeye. Why can't I think of Jeremy Renner? Jeremy Renner and I thought okay interesting because these aren't these are actors of a certain level that that haven't that that do deserve sort of like headline status but they just haven't really quite got there yet but they do so much in this Um, and so when it it came to you know went saw it in the theater and I think I was speechless for a good half hour afterwards because I just what happened (laughs) It, 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 it twisted my brain around and just had this tremendous—I don't know—overwhelming sense of this is an amazing film yeah. that I, you know, the world deserves. And I think at a time when it was really important, it's it's really important because it talks gets into political issues again of you know global politics in this case of of how do we as a, a world react to outsiders coming and attempting to communicate with us. And this is just, you know, there's no film like it.
0: There is no film like it. And you know, I, 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 the thing I want to talk to you about with this film, and I'm not going to my bucket list uh, for this one. I'm standing by this as my number one pick, too, uh, because my bucket list includes Communion, Whitley Stryber's mm. autobiography of Alien Abduction, and I can't take myself seriously when I say it, even though Christopher Walken is in it. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the thing I want to talk to you about, the big question I have for you, once you've seen the film does it hold up on second viewing once you know the twist it, oh yes it, it, oh, oh yeah totally i think so too totally i yes. have been yes. reading uh critique from people who say uh this was a mind-blowing experience for the first time but the second time sucks don't bother and i can't disagree no. more it is oh, first gosh. of all it's beautiful it is beautiful to watch and the the what they do here, what Denny does here for just creating a landscape that is completely uh, perfect for uh, it, accepting the, the visual data of alien first contact, right? I mean, he's just pitch perfect. I, 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 I buy every step. Uh, I, I I felt like when I first saw this film that I could walk out uh, of the theater and see the giant bean in the parking lot. Like it was that it was that sort of oh, real yeah. and visceral for me. So I, I but but the twist at the end I feel like it you just have to let go of the fact that it's not just one twist. I mean there is a there is a whole sort of other layer to this film that I think takes multiple viewings to really uh, ingest to really understand. And oh. I, I I can't say enough about it.
2: Oh no, it's it's one where the twist doesn't ruin everything else that comes before it right. because for me the the bi- to tell if a film really holds up is to look at that story and then now you know the twist, you know you have this other information that's been withheld intentionally and you go back and does everything still make sense and the logic and the way people are reacting and interacting with each other now that you have this this knowledge it's still the and this, it, it holds up so well and I think adds just another level to to what's going on in terms, and this is a very emotional story, very, you know, character, you know, Amy Adams and what she goes through um, and knowing this twist, you get to take that journey along with her, you know, on a second and third viewing and it, it's still just as powerful. Yep. Totally agree.
0: Uh, she is, she's amazing. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned Jeremy Renner. He's fantastic. Yeah. Forrest, Forrest Whitaker, uh, is this is another um, yeah. great performance from Forrest Whitaker. I, I, I think the entire cast is, is, just wonderful I can't say enough good stuff about this film and I, uh, I we never did this one on the show and I I regret no. that I feel like I'm, I need a you know maybe we need a Villeneuve, of um, you know series oh, coming up because something uh, yeah. maybe we can anchor that around Blade Runner at some point and, and talk yeah. about
2: some of his other films because it's just that good it's that good so, so I didn't have a bucket list but I did have if, if, if needed and I, so I'm cheating I have a second list. I've, and it's interesting that none of these showed up. And I think Andy may have had some of these. but Probably. So are we kidding? I've got, I've got my Spielberg list. Oh, Close Encounters, E.T. Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Oh, <laughs> you're a dark person. <laughs> well, well, I because I, I came up with the two. I'm like, how do I not? Because I thought Andy's going to have E.T. And I'm like, Close Encounters. You know, I just talked about that. And it, it's up there. But everybody knows that one. And so I wanted to, you know, throw some things at people that may not have been high on their radar. <laughs> and I thought, well, can I come up with a third one? Well, yeah, Crystal Skull does sort of fit the bill of, you know, alien contact. So. You're st-
0: yeah, you're still a good person. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean,
2: <laughs> I can't tell if that one holds up to, like, second viewing because I've only it, seen it once. It, so. it
0: almost doesn't. It, you, you can't really pick it because we talked about it on the show according to the
2: rules. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That is true. E- okay. e- oh, N E T e- e- as well. Even okay. though
0: even though we yeah. would all like to forget. <laughs> <laughs>
2: OK, so
0: uh, this week, uh, on the show we are talking about um, uh, Star Trek insurrection uh, coming up uh, this week, which means yeah. next week's matinee, we need a new list and Andy isn't here to set the rules. Uh, no, do you wait, have any we,
2: thoughts? Well we we so it's insurrection, so I think. The idea of tackling, like, the blood feud, you know, the rival clans, family, you know, conflict across generations. I think that works. And I think it's going to be a challenge to pull that list together. But I think, you know, spending some time, I think we can come up with some interesting titles to, to look at stories focusing on that sort of family rivalry and, and yeah. blood feud. Now as far I, I other restrictions I think that that's given us some really fine parameters already to to add more onto that would just be an exercise in futility for us okay. to find films. I, <laughs> I mean, so it must be blood feuds constrained to the northwest, you know, part of Europe <laughs> in between eleven hundred and seventeen fifty. That only
0: take now, place I, near a stream. Yes. <laughs> or or lake. Some sort yes. of body, a small body of water. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, so. I, I I agree. I think we can leave it at blood feud. Well, uh, did did we say family? Like it has to be blood feuds, but is it is there a mother son component at all? Because you know, insurrection. Yeah. Well, I think
2: you There's get that warring mother son yeah. moment. You get you get <laughs> warring families. I mean, it could be you know separate families feuding against each other. And I think the blood feud, I think, is just the fact that it's maybe something that's gone on. For you know, generations. So it's a long standing feud. It doesn't okay. have to be within a single family. It could be two separate families fighting over something that just has gone on and on and on. Okay. Okay. I get it. Now I'm seeing civil war movies. Sure. Okay. Yeah, huh? that, that can fall
0: into that okay. I think. Yeah. All right. I like yeah. that. Possibly civil war. All <laughs> oh, this is going into the rule set. That's fine. Okay. Civil war
2: that families works. torn asunder. Yes, I think that'll that'll do it,
0: and and I think the word asunder adds a sense of gravitas
2: to it. Don't you agree? It's too, it's, it's too early for asunder and gravitas. <laughs> slash with gravitas. Okay, now I got them both in there. <laughs> so Andy, we're doing our list It's blood feuds with a slide of gravitas,
0: gravitas, <laughs> <laughs> and asunders,
2: and asunders. Uh,
0: a, a, hey, uh, this was this was
2: fun. What's the next thing you're going to see? Uh, well, like I said, Blade Runner, Kingsman, and then, uh, JJ and I have our next trailer rewind, uh, coming up and, uh, we'll be recording that in a couple weeks and where I am going easy on, on JJ, you know, cause he we did it. scare the pants off of him, you know, yeah. earlier this year. So we're going to take on one of, I think one of the most overlooked films from last year, which is, uh, Miss Sloan with Jessica Chastain. Oh, so,
0: what a good choice. Yes. Oh, that's a great
2: choice. Oh yes, I totally think Last year was like for me was like the year of redheads between like Amy Adams and Arrival and Jessica Chastain and Miss Sloan. It was just like okay, both I'm both doing uh, yeah. turns of a oh, career. Yes, really. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I I I don't know. I don't know if that makes a series, movies with fantastic <laughs> redheaded actors. I don't I don't know. That could be a list for. It's a future li- time. that's going to be a future list. <laughs> Well, uh, on that note, uh, Steve, uh, happy matinee. Thanks for oh, chatting. Yes.
2: Oh, Good morning to you.
0: Good morning to you. And thank you to all uh, of you uh, Patreon folks. We sure appreciate your uh, time and attention and your, uh, your dollar bills uh, over at patreon.com slash the next reel. Um, you know, I, I want to be the guy who says we couldn't do it without you. We would do this anyway because we love it, but we want to continue to grow and we certainly appreciate you uh, sending support as we, as we try to do that. So
2: Maybe you should say we want to do it with you. We want to do it with you. Yes. Not just us. We want you to be part of we this. We could do it's it not, with you. We can we, do more with you. Exactly. Want to hang out? How about that? Hey, you know, because when <laughs> the movie ends, the conversation begins. Begins, and we would love to have them part of our conversation. Ugh, Steve, you're such a poet.